Hello, hi, and what's up? T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle, the word is out that the world is reacting to T.I.'s comments about Deja, oh, probably during the worst time while on vacation. Ugh. We got new episodes of To Catch a Beautician. Yes. And on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, we'll give Alyssa Edwards a call, who is our latest lip-sync assassin. Mm -hmm. It should be a good one. So VH100, the podcast is going down now. Welcome to VH100, the official podcast for all things VH1, pop culture, and more. If you haven't subscribed or commented, you know what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. My name is Easy Manole. And I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about another episode of VH100, the podcast. And if you want to get in on this conversation, folks, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100 podcast and talk that talk with us. Always do that, please. Easy. What's yes. up? Okay, so I know it was your birthday, but before we get into your birthday, right. I had a little gift myself. Oh. I had an, uh, an abscess on a certain area of my body. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. What is going on with that? Um, It was very painful. I couldn't walk. I couldn't touch it. So I had to go to a doctor and right. he injected some Novocaine in there to numb me up mm -hmm. and we had to drain it. There was like a lot of blood everywhere. There was a lot of pus and I'm like in a three week recovery time and I have to take baths here and there and oh, also well, wear a pad in a certain area in case of leakage. All I have to say is that I think that it's great that this is happening during quarantine because you're not that like part. missing out on too much fun and activities. Yeah, because my friends are like, oh my God, how are you going to have sex? Oh wait, you can't have sex because we're in quarantine. I'm like, exactly. Right. So that's what's been going on over here, but we don't have to focus on that because somebody had a birthday. Thank you. Yeah, I had a birthday and I am so grateful for another year. And even mm -hmm. though we were in quarantine, I did have a little fun. I did hit a little bar in the city. I did. Okay, you did. I did have some fun in the sun. And I just was really feeling present and blessed and grateful. It was a Good. beautiful, beautiful birthday. No, I'm happy to hear that because, you know, obviously we know that still our, our country is going through some serious stuff. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear that you got to have a little fun. A little fun. A little bit. Like, it wasn't too crazy. And, you know, I would, yeah. I was, it was it was it was fun and I was sort of stressed thinking about like oh god what am I gonna do for my birthday but yeah. just going with the flow and being around people that I love was beautiful and I had so much fun um because you know yeah I you know it's beautiful I know there you gotta she goes. you gotta look at the silver linings and and take it as it comes you know yeah and then we also have Juneteenth coming up. Yes. Which is very important. Very important. And you want to hear something so crazy? And What is Hit so me. sad and why I love that we have this platform to talk about stuff like this is because you know that I never even heard of Juneteenth until I was an adult. I was actually... Same. I was working at VH1 and mm -hmm. my old supervisor was like, Lejeune, have you ever heard of Juneteenth? And I was like, no. And then I looked it up and then I was like, why haven't I ever heard of Juneteenth? It should just be acknowledged and recognized. It should be acknowledged and recognized yeah. as other holidays are in our country. But we will get there because, like I said, we are still fighting that good fight out That's there. That's right. And I just, you know, sending positive vibes to everybody. And I'm very happy that you get to at least have a good time with your birthday. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I say we get into our podcast, miss. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. 
We all head down to Mexico for a group trip where everyone is vibing until mm -hmm. the news breaks about T.I.'s comments regarding Deja. Monica is full on vacation mode, taking shots left and right. right. She's doing a photo shoot in the nude, getting caught by her mom via FaceTime. Right. Right. So she's vibing. Latoya is getting that LL Cool J lip lick from Tommy. Yeah, he ready. He is so ready. I felt that. I was like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> what? He, that man always gets me because the, the, the week prior when he did the booty grab. Oh, when yeah, she was yeah, in the yeah, studio. Yeah. I felt that, too. Right. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if we ever get him on this podcast, I'm going to like, keep my cool. I'll but, ask all the questions there. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because he's trying to go kayaking. He flips over and it's happened to me. Yeah, too. that was, that was rough. That was rough. Because she I was already hesitant. So and so for him to flip over right away, I was like, sir, this is yeah, not. Yeah, that, that doesn't help. And yeah. he wasn't even like far that far No, because it's like, what okay. if you're in the middle of the water and that happens? Sir, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and then Zanique is low-key lit. Okay. Regine's out here partying for everybody. But it all changes once a podcast episode is released where Tip was a guest. Yes. Not our podcast. No, not yet. ours. Mm-mm revealing how he would go to the gynecologist with Deja to make sure she was still a virgin. Wow. So yeah. he has no idea how the public is reacting to all of this. Yeah, yet. no, because he's in vacation mode. He's, he's on vacation mode. They're in Mexico. Yes, but Deja does find out about it. All right. As expected, she is hurt, angry, embarrassed, shocked, and knowing on top of all of that how she feels like she doesn't fit in with the family and she right. might be in the wrong one. Breaks your heart even more. So you're just like, oh, my God. So then you have Tiny even admitting that sometimes Tip doesn't understand the emotions and sensitive side when dealing with the girls. Because remember, he said that he likes to operate with logic. Not yeah. in this particular instance with Deja, but in general yeah. with the kids. Yeah. And fathers are very protective over their daughters because they are men and they know what men do. This is what Tiny's saying. Right. However... Deja does have a mom and Tiny feels she shouldn't be in the middle of all this. I mean, I respect that. I, I respect Tiny's position. And, you know, if I were in her position, I wouldn't offer myself up. But I would definitely be there if you wanted to come and talk to, to talk, me. And yeah. I would let you know that I'm here. But I wouldn't try to interject myself in the middle there. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I was wondering that, too. Because, again, sometimes I think like, oh, I agree. But then I'm, I'm not a mom. So I wouldn't right. know these kind of things. But not the cousins. The cousins, they sure don't feel that way at all. They yeah, brought no. Deja to the beach to chat it out. And she confirms that T.I. has been going with her to appointments since the age of 14 or 15. And obviously, I don't know that much about a gynecologist. But right. the cousins were surprised by that. And listening to his interview, because I did listen to it, it seems that the doctor did mention some paperwork would have to be filled out to share information. Yeah, it's so tricky because I just honestly feel like when I got to like a certain age, you know, when you're you start driving when you're 16 mm -hmm. and then you start to go to your appointments on your own. So I don't really even remember what someone would have had to do to attend. To but get, I definitely yeah. feel like you have to get before I think before a certain age, I would imagine that a parent would be able to know but it's so tricky i don't know when you're dealing with kids and minors i don't re i remember i don't even really remember gynecologists until i was going on my own i feel like i okay. was still just seeing my um primary doctor with my mom yeah so 
We're not too sure about that, but yeah, you know, it's, so it's out there in the world. And now this beach conversation with the cousins shift to men praising their boys on having sex. And that same energy and standard is not applied to women. I know. Yeah. Which we know in this country, it's been a thing. It's always a thing. I mean, growing up, I can remember my aunts would be like to the boys. Oh, how many girlfriends do you have? And yeah. they would say to me, and what are your grades? So it's like you just ask him how many girlfriends he had. Yeah, and then if you said, Let oh, me I have, have five one. boyfriends. Right, what? And they would be like, well, June, you have five, but how dare you? Exactly, so I digress. <laughs> I digress. So bottom line, Deja just doesn't want this to put a strain on her relationship with her dad. But yeah. you gotta love Grandma Latrice yeah. with the roll-up on tip and his little card game with a, what's up? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna stay <laughs> she behind. Came in. I'm gonna talk to tip. <laughs> she came in blowing up his spot on how she's like, I can't go on the internet without seeing your ass everywhere. And I'm right. like, oh, damn. She said, every time I go on Google. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. So we kind of get his side of the story on how he was asked about raising a daughter during these scary times, scary yes. t- climate. Yes. And he was speaking in the past tense, not the present, claiming he cracked a joke with some embellishments. Right, right, right. Yeah. However. In that podcast, though, he did say that they go yearly. So, you know, people might be probably reacting to that as well. Yeah. Then he mentions there was one time that Deja snuck out after curfew to hang out with a boy at his house. Mm -hmm. So with that comes consequences, even though Deja said nothing happened at that time. Wow. Those are intense consequences. But you know what? Like, you know, it's so hard raising kids. How do you know when it's, it's still tricky? Yeah, exactly. Because I guess in his mind, he's just trying to make sure he's guiding the right way. Because, I mean, in next week's episode, we see that her mom's coming on. But we don't know, like, that side. Because there's another side, too. Because you don't know, like, it, it, what, did Tip have to take care for her? We, we don't know. Right. But I'm from, so excited to see that dialogue with her mom involved. Yes. So from his perspective, he thought folks could benefit from this information. But Mm -hmm. now seeing that it's a much bigger deal to other people than it is for him, he's just going to take a 72 hour social media break because he said anytime something blows up, he just stands back, takes a seat for 72 hours. But back to Mama Latrice. Yeah. She's like, bottom line, you need to chat with Deja. And he's just like, listen, she hasn't said anything to me. About being upset. I think things are fine. So I'm not going to allow anything disrupt my energy. Because as you said, he didn't know about it because he was on vacation mode. Right, right. But this energy at the group breakfast is definitely disrupted. Yeah. And then the icebreakers were not helping. At we're all. not helping. Yeah. He's going around just like, how are we doing? They're and like, I love Regine. Yeah. He's like, you guys staying out of trouble? They're like, you staying out of trouble or not? Neek, neek, front and center doing the pivot right back to him. Right. And he didn't take the bait. He was just like, yeah, I'm fine. And, and then someone he, else. Yeah. So someone he else did brought bring it up. It. Like, nah, no, back to that. Are you staying out of trouble? Yeah. King, so, I think it was. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So he does bring it over to Deja asking what's up. And as expected, she's not ready to really speak to him about all this, especially in front of everybody at that large. That was a really big table. That was like a yeah. banquet hall table. Yeah. Kind of full of people. And but, you know, from her body language, you can tell she's definitely upset. So fingers crossed that everything does pan out, hopefully. And because that is embarrassing to, like, have that kind of information out there and. Yeah, it is embarrassing, and I definitely feel for her because <clears throat> she does seem uncomfortable with it. And um, 
you know, even Nick Nick was saying, you know, she's a little more emotional than I am. But mm-hmm. hopefully this is an opportunity that can open up a dialogue. And I think yes, that, agreed. you know, sometimes in moments that are uncomfortable, it can make bonds stronger. So maybe this is going to be the opportunity where they can build that that trust and they can have more um, of a, a stronger bond there. And this incident, incident will ignite that conversation so i i always you know i'm trying to look for the positive that can come from any situation and i see that for them because they're a strong family yep they're very tight-knit and you are absolutely right because it's not even like this just uncomfortable conversations or situations in general does actually form a bond if it goes the right way yeah (laughs) it's so true yeah so like i said next week's episode T.I. is going to have Deja's mom on his podcast and she puts him on blast about being misogynistic, asking if he does the same for his sons Yeah, to check in on them like that. But also the cousins are also checking T.I. saying how he hurt Deja. But it's not all tense. It's looking like maybe Red is proposing to Toya. Right. We might have that. So to go down. We shall see what happens on that front. Yes. So then on to to catch a beautician. Legit, what went down? That's right. I enjoyed these episodes. A couple new episodes. So we caught a couple new beauticians. And first up, we met Derica, an entrepreneur from L.A., trying to get her hair laid for a digital commercial shoot for her hair extension company. And I just want to say, guys, this is something that she's doing for a hair extension company. Yeah, that so part. So it's so tricky that Keep she's that in mind. Keep that in having mind. this hair drama. <laughs> and, you know, she found a faux lock specialist online by the name of Spivey. She had some good reviews, you know, so she was feeling confident that Spivey could hook up her faux lock look. And so for those of you at home, if you're not sure what a faux lock is, a faux lock is like a dreadlock, but it's made with hair extensions. And yes. so... So, you know, that's what our girl wanted, you know, a little multicolored Megan Good inspired look. But she came out looking more like Medusa. I know. Yeah. When Tamar said that, said that, it laid me out because she was like, oh, you know, the locks were very stiff and it just kept poking out of my head like I'm twiggy. And then when she came in with a, you mean Medusa. Right, exactly. All... Because you can imagine that those little locks look like little snakes. So that was like the yeah. perfect description. And it was crazy because the pictures were looking Medusa-esque. And when Johnny saw the pics of her hair, he was like, that does not look like the work of an experienced locticianist, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was so intrigued when she explained the technique that was used on her hair because I honestly thought that that was the standard technique to do a box braid and, you you know, halfway through and then to wrap the box braid in the hair. And that was actually the technique that was used on me the one time I got faux locks. And, uh, and it, then how did yours turn out? So mine. All right. So this is the thing. Mine were a little <laughs> longer. So they okay. didn't stick out like Medusa. But I definitely it didn't felt unravel? it didn't unravel. But they were stiffer than I would have liked them to be. And I would feel like oh. they wouldn't lay properly. And I had to really like work it to make it lay. But had mine been short, I'd have been out here looking like Medusa too. So wait, now if you get this done again, would you, if if you see the stylist doing that technique, would you take this piece of information and be like, hey, can I tell you, educate you on a little something, something here? No, what I would do is I would talk to the stylist in advance and ask about their technique. Because if wow. you don't know how to do it, I don't want you doing it. To do it. Anyway. But- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Back but- to business. <laughs> yeah, and then... 
you know, she paints the scene for us, and it's a hot, unprofessional mess, y'all. Oh, girl. First of all, <laughs> right, she's getting her hair done in homegirl's bedroom. Now, I've heard of getting your hair done at someone's house. You know, we've heard the term kitchen beautician several yes. times in this show. But, you know, this gives a meeting in my bedroom a whole new meaning. On top of the fact that she had a male friend come through and kick it with her, and then he ends up falling asleep while she's getting her hair done. Snoring! Come on now. Like, that's crazy because you don't want... First of all, you don't want guys seeing you while you're going through your beauty transformation period. A hundred percent. She doesn't know this man from a hole in the wall. And why is he back here snoring while I'm getting my hair done? Yeah, you're already uncomfortable getting your hair done in the bedroom, and now all of a sudden this man pops up and takes a whole nap right behind you. Getting this his is snore a hot on. mess. So we it had happens, to meet. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I guess. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have this amazing episode. So we meet Miss Spivey, who of course thinks she's coming for an interview to work with Johnny, and mm-hmm. she comes strolling up with some nice long faux I saw that, and her, I was all, uh, uh. <laughs> her hair was beautiful, and which is something that I just want to say is a key point. If you're coming to interview to be a stylist. Have on a bomb outfit. If you're coming Everything, to... Everything. Dress to impress. From right, hair if, down to the toes. If exactly, you have open toe shoes. Right. And if your specialty is hair, your hair should be bomb. And you should somehow show your specialty. So she was so on for coming with her hair laid and in her actual specialty. And so mm. she came in representing her own work. And we have to find out where things went wrong with our girl Derica. Yes. Because, 100%. of course, she was watching behind the scenes. And like, her- miss, that, that's the style I was asking for. Why is why is that not on my head? Exactly. But how cute were her and Tamar back there with their little orange hair together? They were looking and the, too and match- cute. And then they were both wearing camo, too, I saw. I was like, okay. No, it was too cute. It was definitely it was like so a cute. Destiny's Child moment. <laughs> but, you know, during her chat with uh, Johnny, we found out that Spivey is not a licensed beautician. Yeah, her cousin is, one. though. Her cousin is, though. And mm-hmm. she learned a lot from Cuz. And also, yeah. you know, got her love of doing hair from Cuz. And, you know, Johnny asks her where she does her hair because Tamar is in the back. She's she's feeding him the question. She's like, I want to know. We got to get to the bottom of you this. You got that earpiece going. And We're like, what's going on? she says that she travels to her clients and sometimes they come to her. The devil is in the details, y'all, because yes. Johnny is asking her, do you make this clear to your clients if they can... In- expect to be coming to your home and not a shop and she says yes but clearly our girl derica was caught off guard yeah and it was also crazy to me because she said that she comes to people's homes but it doesn't seem like that was an option for derica yeah no she i mean yeah i that is very true about devil in the details though because Again, obviously for Derricka, she's like, oh, okay, not out of the norm for me to go mm-hmm. to uh, go to the house. But then right. all of a sudden when you're getting led into a bedroom, I, I would be like, what? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, Where did no. this take a turn? It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as Johnny does, he likes to go through some looks that he finds online. And I always love the reactions that the stylist has when he's we like, We know it's coming and we're like, looks, oh my God, right. it's coming, it's coming. And this is it, this is it. <laughs> Exactly. And then so we're looking at a couple looks and the looks actually look great. And once again, I love, you know, it's these details, y'all, because we know that when she was doing our girl Derricka's hair, they actually ran out Out of of hair. hair. 
So that was tricky. So I loved when Johnny asked during one of the styles how much hair she used to accomplish this one style. Because the thing about it as a stylist, you know, you should be able to know an estimate of how much hair you're going to need for the style before the person comes. Because typically when you're getting hair extensions, you know, it can sometimes be a little more expensive if you get the hair from the stylist. So even if you're in a shop where there is hair available, most of the time you want to come with your hair for the extension. Yeah. So you'll typically ask in advance, how much hair do I need? And I've never had a situation um, you ran where, out? Yeah, I've never had a situation where I didn't have enough hair. Usually I have like a little extra hair, you know? Oh, so okay. That, yeah, that's Pick it over thing. here, Lejeune. I want to try something now. Yeah, <laughs> as a professional, you should be able to estimate what the job is going to do. Anyway, the word... <laughs> a lot of digression happened here. We're like, anyways. <laughs> I know. It, it's so true because, you know, there's just so much detail when it comes to this hair. So I'm just yeah, like, no, yeah, we need to be clear. And she... Actually, we get to the picture of Derricka's hair. Johnny mm. asks her, does she recognize the picture? Now, girl, I just want to say, Spivey now, you should be a politician because she played an interesting <laughs> game here. She says she does not recognize the photo, which was the question. Smart yeah. girl. But when Johnny's like, did you actually do this hair? She's like, Oh, yeah, I did that hair, but I've never seen this photo because when she was at my house, Mm -hmm. she looked good. She didn't leave looking like that, and I don't know what happens. See, she knows that the details are in the... What's that saying? Devils are in the... Yes, she knows the She knows that. So that's why she skirts skirts around it. Right. She got that little (laughs) semantics game down. And she she claims she has no idea why her hair looks that way. But then she does recall getting a text about some hair unraveling but that's never apparently been an issue for her before and so she doesn't know what's happening but spivey thinks you know she's like laughing and sort of taking it very lightly and derica lost money in all this so i really sort of felt for her because she was being very polite very calm Mm -hmm. she wasn't turned up up. and you know she made an investment and she lost not only on that investment but she paid for a style that didn't work and here the stylist is not really taking the accountability and sort of thinking it's a joke but again i do love that tamar called called her out on it too yeah about the accountability i mean that's why we have to have tamar there and we were able to get through to her and get to a point of some accountability and to think about the fact that, you know, girl, we don't want to get our hair done in front of men. So don't have your boy come through and lay out. And then also maybe don't have your homegirl come through and just be chatting while you're supposed to be doing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so but she did apologize. She, I, did, I know that she did get an, an apology in there. She did. And thanks to our girl Tamar, because, you know, she's going to always help massage us to that point of yes. accountability and Johnny to their helping drive it home. And we did get an apology and she was actually excited about learning some new techniques. Yep. So you can really tell that she prides herself in her work because she was excited, actually. Once we got down to it, she was ready to learn these new techniques. But, you know, things in boot camp were a huge success, but it got off to a little bit of a shaky start when she got back down to doing Derricka's hair. For the and redemption time. Boot camp went good. Redemption, a little bumpy at first. A little bumpy at first, but we were able to work through and... Thank God we did because Mama came through all the way from Arkansas. So, honey, Hello, this yep. real better be real. Sheila came. 
Yeah, and Mama's hair was good too. I'm like, she knew this was a hair about show. She was like, let me make sure my hair is looking good. And she, Mama had that fire red hair, and I was here for it. Well, mm-hmm. when it was time for Derricka to come out, she came out confident with the look that she wanted. She was so happy. She said that she would go back again. Yeah. I was I was so heartbroken to see that this episode was in loving memory. I know when I saw that at the end of the episode, my heart sank because all I kept thinking about throughout the episode is how she was saying that they were both black women in the industry and they could definitely work together. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to start this great partnership. But I was so, so sad to see that. 100 percent. And one thing I have to say is that it's definitely a great way to be remembered, learning, growing and doing exactly what it is that you love. And you can tell that doing hair was a passion for her and she took great pride in her work. So it's beautiful for this to be a memory that can live on forever and just sending love and light to her family and loved ones. Same here. So in the next episode, we meet Taylor, a graphic designer from L.A. who was looking to elevate her look for work. And she found Tayab. She wanted a soft pastel pink long bob, but ended up looking more like an 80s punk rock band member, if you ask me. Uh, right. (laughs) What we found out is that she apparently answered a model call. And like, let's be clear, folks, and take this as a warning. If you're answering a model call, this is a beautician that is looking for a model to show his craft and to show his vision. So you may not end up getting what you want unless you're in line with what that beautician is looking for because this is their opportunity to showcase. Yeah, which I never knew. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, exactly. And when she pulled up, she saw an abstract illustration drawn by his wife with yellow hair and flowers. Run, girl! Yeah. (laughs) But... She didn't run. Instead, she told him that wasn't the direction that she was trying to go in. But he told her he could do it, but she would have to pay. But it still seems like he just took a lot of creative liberties there with the look because she had a staircase on the side of her head, asymmetrical bangs, different hues of neon pink. I mean, it was nothing like what she was looking for, you know, especially when she started paying for it, too exactly thank you (laughs) johnny looked at the work and he said that she had boo-boo lights you know you had not highlights he said boo-boo lights lights." i was literally dead and so you know that we had to call on our boy tayab for our usual trickery to just see what was going down so first thing that caught my attention is the fact and i always say this if you're coming in as a stylist play the part he had on a huge hat a huge cowboy hat. Cowboy hat with the denim. Exactly. And I'm like, if hair is your biz, let's see your hair, you know? And so that's always a red flag for me. But, you know, you know, if you're teaching a workout class, look look fit. You know, if you're... If, <laughs> if you are... If like, you are a waxing hair spe- specialist, be hairless. This, okay? I just cannot drive this home. Come in play your part, and represent your work. Well, Tab came in talking about how he likes to take his client's look and make it better. And, you know, you can tell that he's the type to sort of do his own thing. I actually have known stylists like this, and he is the type that, you know, they're going to try to sell you on what it is that they want to do. I actually, mm-hmm. my mom is like a pretty conservative lady and she had the stylist the thing about him is that he was really great at what he does but sometimes he would just 
do his own thing. He literally like shaved my mom's head name in the back of her head. And she was without like, her asking. No, she did not want that. She was and she's like a grown woman. She doesn't have a job. Oh, no. Like and I kind of know your mom from your stories. And exactly. I, I don't feel like that would. Mm-mm. Can you imagine? Right. No, no, I but cannot. Then actually, we hear when he's talking to Johnny, Tayab starts spitting these like hair bars, you know, note my air <laughs> quotes in my voice because he's like he's like talking about his philosophy. And you can tell he's like a true salesman. And I can honestly see how ladies can get in his chair and get caught up in his vision. My favorite was the that how the hair is the guitar strings of his guitar. Right. I was like, talk that talk, Tab. He would he would have me in there looking like a punk rock. You're like, star. strum away, boo, strum away. What you like, got? Maybe he's got the vision. He knows where the direction for my look. I don't mean he's literally like the pimp of hair. The way that he <laughs> <laughs> works that. I mean, when we see his work, you know, as our boy Johnny always does, scrolls through some of their work. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem too nervous about it, which was, you know, interesting. And when we see his work, the, the his work, the first thing that we see is a nice, funky, cute cut, which is actually something cute. It's something that I would rock. Um, the second thing that we see is an abstract drawing. And, you know, when Johnny asked if this worked in real life, he admitted that it was a little too far-fetched for an actual look, which reminded me of the pic that we saw earlier of his... That his wife drew that he tried to show Taylor. Yeah, they love this. I wonder what that's about. Oh, my God. Well, when oh, what's we see- the backstory there with these illustrations? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we need to know. So when we get to a picture of Taylor's look, he's looking at the picture and he's like, oh, yes, that's a style that definitely didn't go right. And my the, the first acknowledgement. Question, yeah, he acknowledges that. And my first question, which, you know, we get to that a little later, but I'm just like, so if you know it didn't go right, did you charge this client? Boom. That is the question. Because we're learning from that show that, from the show that, you know, you don't charge a client if they don't like the look. I know. It's crazy. But But don't use that to your advantage, though, people, okay? Because that's mean. It's true. 100%. And he was sitting there telling Johnny that she didn't have any direction and that even when she didn't like what she, or when there was some concern, he fixed it. And that was just not true at all, according to Taylor. And that's when the ladies had to come out with some questions. Roll up. I couldn't take it when he said, when Taylor came out, everything just kind of changed. Did you yeah. peep that? Yeah. I did. Oh my gosh. And then he was telling Taylor about how models are experiments, which is the last thing you want to hear when it comes to your hair. I know. That's why there's definitely like, again, devil in the details that there was definitely some type of miscommunication that happened there. Yes. And I'm we thinking. cannot forget that when she didn't want to go with his model inspiration and became a paid client, she has to definitely please his client and give them what they're looking for. Yeah. And then his apology was a, a little bit weird, didn't really feel genuine, and Taylor wasn't really feeling it. What, yeah, because me- he's like, oh, it's the nature of hairdressing. I'm like, what? And yeah, it was so interesting because Johnny sort of like agreed, but I feel like he caught him with his like slick talk because I feel like even Johnny was like, wait, no. He's like, exactly. Wait, hold on. But I have to ask you, Easy, would you have given him a second chance after hearing his apology? 
I don't think so because there's just like you have to trust somebody. You know what I mean? So yeah. if the trust is not there, then no. If he was guided like he was with Johnny. Yeah, with Johnny. Yes. I was just about to say if he was guided with standalone, Johnny. Standalone, no. Definitely. Because you saw what he tried to do with cutting her hair again. When oh Johnny wasn't there, he went with those scissors. He was like, snip, snip. And she's like, oh, no, no. That was crazy. And then Johnny came in like Superman. No, 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 no. Hold up. <laughs> This is not time for you to take your creative liberty. So we let's just go back a minute because we have to talk about boot camp. He had an expert stylist that came in and showed him some proper ways to achieve the look, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was nervous because he definitely seemed extremely nervous when he was in that boot camp. And so I'm like, if someone is this nervous, I don't know if I want them sort of playing around and experimenting on me. But when Taylor was in that chair, he seemed calm, cool, collected, and they actually had a nice chat. And seemed like they had a genuine conversation. Yeah. He still had that cowboy hat on, though. I know. He sure did. But just when I was feeling good about everything and I was feeling confident, then he came out with those scissors. (laughs) They were nice scissors, though. They were nice scissors. They were nice scissors. But again, thank God for Johnny. Yeah. Thank God. Because we were about to go down the wrong road. But we didn't. He stepped in so they could step out. I know. He definitely had to step in. And we made it leading up to the amazing, amazing. I mean, this is my favorite reveal yet. I feel like, I don't know, my family makes fun of me because they say every Christmas, I'm like, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> but no, honestly, I have to say that this. You're like the kid takes... that cried wolf, but the opposite one. <laughs> right. I just, I just love things. I just see the beauty in the world. But honestly, this is hands down the greatest transformation from the look that the stylist originally gave to Post to, yeah, boot camp. the purple ombre, just the, every, the, everything. I would definitely. I'm just trying to think of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, because no it, pressure. It, there yeah. was a lot. I'm just trying to think of all like the process and everything that has to go down with it. But yes, color wise, I would say definitely up there because the just cut, everything. Would you have to think about think about how he cut her. Yeah, it was like the how, staircase thing and yeah, stairway to heaven and all that. Yep. I just am hope, hoping that Tayab can apply both his new skills that he learned at boot camp and what he learned as far as needing to listen to his client and make sure that they're happy going forward. I just really hope that he applies this knowledge. That's right, folks. Communication is key. Legit key. and I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we give Alyssa Edwards a call to chat about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, Lejeune, what's the reminder of our hashtag? You already know, y'all. If you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100podcast. On to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Yes. Things getting a little tense amongst our queens, Lejeune. Little shady. Okay. So our main challenge had them working in groups to write, record, and come up with some eight counts for a song called I'm in Love About a Celebrity Man Crush. You know I love a good eight count. I'm yeah, all yeah. about this choreography. Who's your celebrity man crush, Lejeune? I have two layers to mine. Right. You know what? Um, who is my celebrity man crush? Because for I me, mean, like early Michael was... B. Jordan could get it. He kind of favors my That's son's mine. dad, so it's crazy. He's yeah. mine too. <laughs> so, because uh, last year when we had the MTV Movie and TV Awards, I was working the red carpet a little bit. Yeah. And I was, you know, producing one of our talents for the live red carpet hits, and he was our guest. So I had to like prepare him, like, hello, Michael, my name is Emmanuel. And da, 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 like, I had to do the whole rundown, and I was a little yes. butterflies in the stomach. Yeah, he's too he's too fine. Like honestly, before the muscles, like before the Black Panther mu- muscles, he was still fine. And just post- everything. He, he got a good face. 
Yeah, he has a great face. He has a great face. <laughs> so since India is our reigning challenge winner, she is automatically a captain. Then Rue tricks her into picking up the other two captains yeah. by having India name her biggest competitors, being Shea Coulee and Blair St. Clair, according to India. You always got to stay on your P's and Q's with Rue because there's always some type of twist coming right. your way. You know it. Always. So India decides to pick Jujubee and Alexis Mateo for her team. Shea Coulee chooses Mariah and by default on Gina. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Blair St. Clair has Miss Cracker and Mayhem Miller, which this grouping has some drama with it. Yeah, it was a little, little tension, a little friction. <laughs> a little tension, little something to cut in the room there. And off the cuff, Mayhem is pretty hesitant about being in the same group as Miss Cracker because, right. again, they were both on season 10 together and they were in a challenge together as a group where Mayhem was overshadowed by Cracker. Mm -hmm. And we saw why there was hesitation because during the recording of the song, Cracker, I guess, felt the need to give some feedback to Mayhem while she was laying down some tracks. Right. And she was all, Miss, I'm I'm good. Thank Excuse you, though. Excuse me. Right. Yeah. I got this. During rehearsals, when we were busting out some choreography, Miss Cracker wasn't kind of following along and was all, mm, I don't want to do this. And kind of just, you know, going against the grain. Right. I definitely um, could understand why there was some hesitation there. <laughs> so Blair St. Clair is obviously like, listen, I'm calling you out, Miss. So while right. we're all getting ready. She's just letting her know that you're, you were being pretty difficult. And then there's the whole other beef between Cracker and Angina. Yeah. Because then Cracker felt the need to let Angina know that, you know, the week before, I wish I had some whiteout to put your name on the lipstick as opposed to sending anyone else home because you're saying that you don't have the confidence to be here, et cetera. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is just messy, messy. Yeah, it was very messy. And this confidence was, you know... Folks want to know, are you going to fight? Do you think you can do it? So that stirred up the pop. Hello, always does. But obviously this group did not end up in the bottom. So I guess all is good for now. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. For now. <laughs> but with Shay winning the challenge, she gets put in a tough spot. Yeah. Since two of her team members end up in the bottom three, along yeah. with India, who was caught by surprise. She was like, I didn't think I did that bad. Yeah. Shay was worried this could would happen. Yes. So Shay, I do love that she had this whole self-reflection moment. She was just like, was I not a good leader? Because two, you know, I'm a one person of a three member team and two of my team members are in the bottom. Right. Because, you know, some queens would just take that win and run with it. I know. What do you think that you would have had that moment? In that I would have had like a little, did I not navigate them properly? Right. But the thing is, like, you know, in a group challenge, we all remember group schoolwork. You do your best. But then when it comes down to the execution and when you're on that stage, it's up to you ultimately. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you do your best to get everybody ready. But yeah. What about you? I was excited. I thought that I was really proud of that moment because Me I too. know I would have felt it, but I'm not sure if I would have felt it right there on the spot. It might have been like oh, something I thought about as later. I was going to sleep. And I'm like, damn, I probably this is my fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know but you would have gassed herself up first, especially since it's her birthday week. Right. But, and you're like, oh, I did that. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I'm the only one for my team. I really killed it. No, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I was really proud of that moment. I yeah, no, me too. Big. But 
as we know, in order for Shay to send home the queen of her choice, she has to win the lip sync against a mystery lip sync assassin, which is Miss Alyssa Edwards. She's popping up left and right, Miss Alyssa Alyssa Edwards. I don't want to go up against Alyssa Edwards. I mean, well, we're about to go up against her right now because I say we get her on the phone. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, howdy, folks. It's me, Alyssa. What's the tea? What's the juice? What's the gossip on the go? What is the info? <laughs> hey, oh, what's going on, Alyssa? Hey. How are you? Hey. You know, I am um, doing good over here in Texas. We we made it to the summer, okay? You know, because mm-hmm. if we make it to the next day in these times, right. we are making it. So we are here in the summer. Um, the sun is shining. And uh, I'm very happy to to be alive and to be present. I'm mm-hmm. actually here at my dance studio right now in my office. So how's everything in y'all's world? Well, we're still yeah. in quarantine. Right, we're still <laughs> in quarantine, but you know, we're, we're keeping it cute in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I had to tell myself like, um, you know, quarantine can have different settings. Mm. So um, over here in Texas, they've opened up we're at 50%. I think we're in phase two. Mm-hmm. Oh, we started we phase one. Right. We're in three, and we could be in one and a half. Right. So <laughs> one of those phases. Um, and so what I've started doing at the studio is um, slowly just coming here and coming in the office, creating artistry, creating choreography, um, reading my journal out loud, making moves. making. Yes. It's also been very inspiring for me, so. Yeah. So how have you been adjusting? Because obviously we just had season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race era. Now we have all stars and it's a lot different than what we are typically used to in mm-hmm. this quarantine world. How have you been adjusting? Um, well, I'll tell you, you know, the first two weeks was a staycation. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I'm at home. Um, on the third week, I was like, okay. So what are we going to do while we're here at home? Yeah. Right. And I, I really journaled a lot, a lot of hot baths, a lot of like, you know, I'm thinking, um, okay, we, we, we've got it now because we are here. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the moment. Plan. Exactly. Um, to make this the most productive, you know, you got to use what you got to get what you want. And Imagine. I think for me, I started like, you know, self-discovery. I never knew that I liked or had an interest in landscaping. Oh. oh, I haven't had time to just stay home and marinate and bask in the beauty of all the hard work. Yeah. So, um, kind of cool being at home, like you know, being in the front yard, picking out weeds and the the flower beds and planting flowers and seeing the families, you know, walk their dog and and um, you know, be out and about at six yeah. p.m. and I mean, and them saying hi, Mr. Johnson. It's kind of cool. It's like, you know. Um, I think I've taken the time to, after cleaning out every closet, mm-hmm. we, I, am, I, I, I was cleaned in a matter of three days. Uh, a lot Josh, of decluttering uh, is what we did too. Yeah, right. Just a lot of a lot of quiet time, a lot of me time, a lot of like I said, like you know me, like understanding what I'm about, what 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 my goals are, like setting short term, long term goals. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna release my quarantine journal one day, and it's gonna be no doubt uh, a bestseller. So y'all, oh stay here, here we go. Okay. You better put that in the in the universe. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here, right here first on VH100, folks. Yeah, exactly. So 
All-Stars, right? We're in the current season of All-Stars, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of twists and turns from when you have appeared on All-Stars. When you found out about the new rules, what were you thinking? Were you like, what the hell? Oh, well, I am uh, a product of the new rules. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the universe, um, you know, I will tell you, it's just like I'm so... I am so proud to see drag alive and thriving on television. Mm-hmm. More importantly, it reaching so many people because I grew up with not having an Alyssa on my television other than Alyssa Milano. And, yes. you know, I I think that it's so cool that it's being celebrated all around the world. And I, 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 people are really living for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, All-Stars wouldn't be All-Stars. Okay. Yeah. If it didn't have the twist, twist or turn. The obstacles. You know, we need that. And right. um, I remember when Rue walked in the, the room and said, Okay, all stars, you're you're not gonna be you know, uh, I won't be sending you home. I thought the girls were like, Yay, we all get to stay. I was like, no, bitch. no miss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on pause, baby. Let's right. is a coming, dolls. Mm-hmm. And then he said, Y'all are gonna be voting each other out. And I looked to my right and I said, I and I looked over to my left and I saw Alaska talks and I said, Where is Shangela? Where are my people? Right. No, you know, but I think it's what it's it's what keeps you on um on your on your beat, you know. Yeah, on your toes and everything. Oh, baby. Yeah. We're loving this mystery lip sync assassin. I'm not gonna definitely. Lie. And how is it being the mystery lip sync assassin? Well, I mean, you know, I think that when they told me the whole idea, I was like, hold on. <laughs> the girls don't know we have arrived. I, said, I knew y'all was up to something over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I said, I know Mama Ruth's been in the lab with a pen and a pad. We right. yeah. it's gonna be something. Um, it's like, I'll be very honest and very candid with you both. It is a situation where you're like, okay, I know what it's like to be one of those girls on mm. stage right now going, look, not only is there, you know, a crown and $100,000 waving to me outside the door, but now I got a chance to get a $10,000 cash tip. Yeah. From the week before. Yeah. It's a. Myself. When you go to All Stars, you got to come locked and loaded. You got to have an arsenal of wigs. You got to have um, costumes and, and jewelry. You came locked and loaded. You were the secret assassin. I was right. like, damn. <laughs> well, I'll, I, I, I was very excited and I was honored to have that, you know, opportunity. And when the screen came up, all the girls looked at me and they're like, oh, yes. Yeah. I got goosebumps. I'm not right. going to lie. Well, so you saw, saw the looks. I saw, <laughs> I saw Shay standing off stage. I said, yes. Oh, Kool-Aid, you came to slay, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so much fun because drag is fun. It's a fun moment. At the end of the day, you want to be cheering for the girls. I'm there to cheer y'all on. Look, girl, mm-hmm. I have a moment. I got my coins. You yes. know, I have my runner-up plaquettes hanging up at the yeah. house. You know, this is yours, bitch. Now clock in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know? Put your money where your mouth is bigger, Julie. Okay. And, and as we seen, she did exactly that. Mm-hmm. She, she sure said, did. I'm getting my check, Miss Alyssa. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna need her, um, you know, to be a good sister and take me out to dinner one night. Hello. I'm, yeah. Okay. You're like, I let you win now. I let you win now. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you this. I think, but here's the difference. She had the eye of the tiger. She had the mm-hmm. eye of the tiger. 
I, I was coming up there doing my, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday night drag show. Yeah. So her, she's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, right. Know, I'm sitting over here almost broke because it took me a lot to, <laughs> you know, honestly, Shay sitting out all these years after her season, she's had that much time to prepare and present and plan. And, and it to was perfect. Her planning on her behalf because she has now come to the show. We're watching. She's polished. She's perfected. She's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she's comfortable in her own skin. I mean, I didn't get to see um, her runway. OMG. Right. I know. Speaking of comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Corner, <laughs> and she stood up there. There is that. There's something sparkling about her. And it ain't just some Swarovski crystals. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the X Factor. It is the it factor, the X factor, all the factors. And this <laughs> thing started, I was, I was like, okay, all right, Miss Shay, she came to play. And then <laughs> the end of it, I, 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 you can look at someone, you can feel the energy. It's like this lady's in it to win it, and mm -hmm. I love that because the lip sync is my favorite part of the whole show. It really yes. Is. And you know, I, I even told my, um, you know, my season five. You know, cast sisters look. I don't mind being in the bottom. They looked at me crazy. They're like, "Girl, what is wrong with you?" I was like, "I want to win." But watching Rue like sit up straight, it's like that energy when he says, "The time has come for you to lip sync for your life," and then all yeah. and it's your legacy, and then you come back as an assassin, and you're like, "Okay, I feel like I didn't win. I didn't get close to winning, but what I won was so much bigger, honestly, in my opinion." And just the crown, just the money. Mm. I want the the hearts of the people and the mm -hmm. respect That's of the fact. folks. You mm. know? Yeah, you are. I've told oh, you, you're one of my all-time faves, so. Well, I mean, you know, hey, I did my thing. I was myself unapologetically, and it and it worked out. And, you know, I, I love doing drag. I, this was something I started just, you know, to um, give myself an opportunity to be on stage because, mm -hmm. You know, me as a teacher, it's like, I love being behind the scenes. I love being the still, you know, being the Steven Spielberg, you know, up here at Beyond Belief, like creating magical stories. But I want to say something too. When I saw Shay, the first thing I noticed was the fire in her eyes. Mm. Yeah. She wasn't backing down. She was like, no, bitch, I'm getting my money. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, miss, that's miss, great. Love your outfit, love the neon, but uh-uh. <laughs> and I, I, I think, you know what, sometimes the magic is just there. Mm -hmm. You know what, I, I I just, I have so much respect and admiration. Shay is is uh, a queen with a purpose. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I watched the episode and I said, this lady, she has arrived. Mm. Yeah, know. and she's here. And, and she's, and, 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 and I don't think no rose petals is going to stop her on this go around. No, no, no. Yeah. Those That's so interesting that you say that you watched the episode and you're like, this woman has arrived. Are you paying attention at all to Shay during the lip sync? Are you focused at all on what she's doing? Or do you, have you just come to do what you no, came to do as it, an assassin? I'm keep it since we're on VH1 uh, 100. I'm yes. Like, <laughs> keep it 100. You can watch. I'm laughing. I'm kiki and bitch. I'm throwing the fan out of my hand. I'm kicking <laughs> my jacket off stage. I'm having a ball. Mm -hmm. There's something about when, when Rue says, your life, your legacy, that's different than you being an assassin. Mm. You know I mean, mm. it's different because, girl, at the end of the day, I was going back to the house. So, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> without a check, regardless. So, <laughs> me, I'm like, 
girl, just have fun. Mm -hmm. I felt like when I was on there, I was, I, I had so much fun on All Stars. I had such a glow up. And, you know, but I, my heart was in it to win it. I was competitive, competitive. This time I came on, I was laughing and giggling. I was cutting up, cutting the fool with all the queens when I walked out with Rue. And it was a different, it was a different vibe for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was like what I said in Untucked. I, I'm coming back to my alma mater. Yep. And, you know, um, I know a lot of people online were like, girl, Alyssa, you could have done more. You could have. Yeah. Now, hold up. Y'all wasn't there. I gave it. I was right. No, I, I, I saw it. Like, to me, it, it looked like a showdown from the seat <laughs> I was sitting in when I watched it. <laughs> it, it was, was a showdown. Show sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the heart is so beating so fast. You show up, you show out. And mm. that's what happened. Shay showed up. She showed out. And I got upstaged. And I never had no problem being a runner up. I never have no problem yeah. being, uh, you know, a Shantae, you stay winner. And I never have a no problem being a loser. Mm. And so sometimes you got to lose to win. And sometimes you got to, you know, you got to win to prove a point. And that's what that lady did. Yes. Uh, and we know that Shay ended up taking the win. But what queen would you not want to go against for a lip sync? If you were in this position and that the reveal's happening and you're like, shit, I hope it's not. Um, RuPaul. <laughs> mm, good answer. You know, I, look, I'm all about it. You know, let's do it. Let's let's do it. And um, you can watch me uh, after every single one of my lip syncs. I got a smile on my face. I got a smile on my heart. Yeah. Because you enjoy it. You, there's a passion. There. Obvious. It's I obvious. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. And you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you're in the middle some. But that's all right. You keep going. You know, okay. you pick it up. I picked up, you know, my jacket. I picked up my pant fan. I grabbed my purse. Yeah. And I said, all I right. I did the thing. Got to go. Let's do it. Well, I got a flight to catch. I got to get, get to. <laughs> I just got to say, the middle some sounds fun. You know? Angina <laughs> <But laughs> was sent home, though. And you had some uplifting yeah. words for her when she was packing up her things. Why was that important for you? It was important for me because I know what it's like. Mm. You know? that when you have your heart set on something and you, it doesn't go as planned. It doesn't go as well as you thought. Um, and I feel like that's what I do best. I've, I've been a teacher for 18 years. It's all I, it's all I know how to do. And I don't feel like I just build um, great dancers. I build strong, powerful women and young men. And I think that um, that's my purpose. So mm -hmm. I've now at this point just said, hey, your 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 legacy you will leave it's being what you said in season five a teacher a mentor and a leader that and that makes you a winner yes so you up on the celebrities drag race inspire the uh the folks and then when i got to go in there with her it was like i wanted her to know that even for someone like me that came seasons after her that her story touched me it, she is an inspiration and she is a part of something that will live on forever and you know it's easy um to get in your head and as you watch the episode you can see that's exactly what happened she was throwing yeah. in the wig she was like she I, know, I know and, and, i hate and, when they get in that headspace and i should probably say the fascinator because she doesn't she's not gonna wear the wig but the fascinator yeah. she's throwing it in um and <laughs> I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's tough because you can, you can plan all day long, but when you walk in the work room, it just all goes out the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've seen it year after year, time after time. Um, 
but you know, take the beauty of the journey. And I just wanted to share that with her. Like, you know, girl, like you're, you, you will forever be able to say, um, you know, years down the road, mm. I was there. I know mm-hmm. what it's like. I lived it. I loved it. I owned it. I, I, I won some, uh, and I fell down quite a bit, but I picked my damn self back up. Yeah. And I think I, w- I just wanted to share a little bit of like a, a glimmer of hope, you know? Yes. Mm. And like we already said, like the fandom of drag has gotten, has grown so exponentially celebrities even love it that we even had a secret celebrity Drag Race edition that you also had a helping hand in, yes. where you mentored Phoebe Robinson and Tammy Roman. How yes. was that? Uh, it was epic. <laughs> you look like you, you know, had a good ass time. Yeah. Epic again. is right up my alley. Like I said, I I think okay, I could do this all day long. You know, because as a queen, what what I hope everyone understands is the amount of pressure that you put on yourself. Where are you know? I just told one of my dancers actually um, today. I was like, you know, at the end of the day we are our biggest you know Mm -hmm. uh, critics we're our hardest judge it's true sometimes you have to be proud of yourself you have Mm -hmm. to trust yourself a little more and so when i got to go back to this i was like okay you're not getting judged by the judges and then by the real judges the audience (laughs) you get to be a part of this so right um this is my this is my uh i feel like my area where i excel in Mm. and i had an absolute ball it I looked like a ball. Tammy, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Tammy was everything. I hope she. Um, She's great. I've I worked with her she, often. and Oh, everything. And Phoebe <laughs> had me cracking up. Had me <laughs> yeah. And the lady said she needed a wedge. I said. I, what's a wedge? <laughs> I thought about that. It was my birthday weekend and I was about to get dressed. And I was about to. I, I looked at that wedge and I said, what's a wedge? I know <laughs> we can't. We're not doing the wedge. <laughs> I, I said, thought about you this weekend. Goes on the runway, <laughs> and says, "Alyssa had me wear a wedge." Uh, she had you wedge between a rock and a hard spot, lady, because you, you that ain't getting it, girl. Right. Have, right? <laughs> <laughs> Put this pump on this stiletto. We're gonna we're gonna turn it out. But um, I I had such a great time, and uh, it's fun. Once again, it's a lighthearted show. It's it's what the world needs. We need mm-hmm. that that yeah. hope. It came on at the right time. At At the the right Mm -hmm. time, exactly. And you know, my favorite part is always watching these celebrities do quick drag because they have no idea what's going on. (laughs) And what what is it like seeing that in person? Yeah, because you're literally just sitting there and you're all okay. (laughs) Uh, You're watching a lot of scrambling. Yeah, I remember it was like you know Vanessa over there pulling out uh, the hair extensions. Oh yeah. Tammy said, baby, let me just take the whole the whole thing off. Right, off. <laughs> and then she told me afterwards, she said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. I said, everyone says that. Right. Phoebe was like, I'm a little nervous with wearing that high heel, what you wear. Do you think? I said, oh, my gosh. And so, you know, uh, it's nice. It's nice. To <laughs> say, I didn't know all this was going on because. Right. Uh, it's true. Until you walk a mile in the heels. Side. Mm-hmm. Mm. What celebrity would you want to see on the show? Oh, what celebrity uh, I would want to see? I would like to see um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who is a huge fan. 
Okay. Oh. Um, I would love to see Mark Jacobs, who's a huge fan of Drag Race. Okay. Oh, oh, we got a whole roster. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I love watching celebrities. Um, Leslie Jones. Yes. I love so much. Yo. I love so oh much. Oh, my God. I, I got so excited when you said that. I don't want to see Leslie Judge. Leslie Jones, get your ass to drag and come down the runway. I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you it has it to right happen. here. Do you remember when Vanessa Williams was talking about Dolly Parton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show? And then look what happened. So thank you for bringing that and manifesting okay. that. I'm, we're going to, it's going to happen. That, I'm putting that you out put there. that out there. To I, receive I, it, I, universe. Yes, come on. I have a lot of, because it's like Leslie has so much fun with it. I, I love watching her. Yeah. I've commentary. I've never seen anything more funny. I uh, love I, know. I love when she's like watching the finale. She said, hold up, hold up. What am I looking at? What <laughs> am I looking at? And no, it's like we're I, pausing on the DVR. I love it too. It's just like, oh, okay. But what, what, one of my guilty pleasures was over quarantine. I would get in the bath. I would make me a margarita on the rocks. Mm. And I would turn on Leslie. I wouldn't even watch the episode. I'd watch Leslie's mm. uh, commentary first. <laughs> I, would, I, would just, I would sit there and roll out laugh. Oh, it would I'm be like, the funniest episode. And yeah. I, love what, I love what she said. She, she's like, they're doing the final lip sync. At the, she said, Jada. Jada, you could have moved that couch out. I know. She's giving Jada this whole speech. She's like, this whole notes. She's like, Jada, you working with what you got, okay? This is you, this is you working with what you got, but you could have moved that couch out. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just like, who's this? Like, yeah, it's like a motherly so, advice. So good. We gotta it's get so Leslie serious. Jones versus Grace like, Jones. Hell. It's like I love it, but um, there's a lot of people. Uh, that I would love to see on Drag Race. I love when I, um, RuPaul and Oprah's interview. So I'm like, oh. if Oprah ever came up on Drag Drag Race and they had, oh can my, you imagine that? Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. I, I I love this celebrity. It was a happy show. It made me smile. And um, I, once again, hey, the more dra drag that we're getting, you know, so whoever we're, you know dragging up it's still gonna be fun so mm -hmm. yeah and of course we always have to thank you so much because you are a big part of this whole world so thanks mm -hmm. for being you yes. and i know you have to go soon but before you go i want to try to do my best tongue pop okay and you okay. can critique me okay ready wait hold on that wasn't wet hold on yeah uh, yeah yeah i'm, gonna need to... I'm not oh no Here okay. we go. it's not working it's now it's working it's like you got it but it's very beginner intermediate so mm. Yeah, it's not working. If you did that at me, I wouldn't. I would be like, girl, bye. Gotta go. I think I, well, because I drink like a gallon of water, I think my mouth is too go. moist. If you gotta do it, you gotta do it with conviction. Okay. <laughs> do it with like, okay, I got you, baby. And right. then get to me. Yeah. So I, I tried think when it. I came out the womb, I did a little tongue pop at the doctor, like, <laughs> and there she is. <laughs> She's like, you gonna cut that umbilical cord? What's what up? <laughs> Just the belief in your eyes and the head tilt, like now nah, what? What you got, <laughs> Doc? <laughs> That's so much fun. Thank y'all for doing this. Thank thank of course, you. thank you so oh, much. Oh, such a pleasure. You know, um, rocking it, and to all the fans out there, you know, thank you for like celebrating all the queens. I know at the end of the day, everybody's got to pick a team. This is like a sports event these days, mm -hmm. um, but. Cheer for all the queens. That's it's right. A lot of work to tuck it back, to glue it on, to strap yeah. up and get out there and put your art out on stage. So celebrate all, you know, keep the hope and, you know, 
the love alive because we need it. Always yes. in Listen, Edwards. There you, you go. I, with the sign this is off. therapeutic for me. <laughs> 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 thank you so so much for taking the time to chat with us we really do appreciate you yes. and i hope to see you soon yeah hopefully bye you guys love you okay bye, bye doll okay oh, thank you Alyssa. i can't so believe good. i couldn't bust out that hold on i i can't do it easy i, I don't understand like uh, whatever it's i know you got that tongue pop it's somewhere in the throat but again i think my mouth is too moist Oh, my gosh. Yeah, whatever. So on next week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, they have to design and present a signature suite for a five-star hotel. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like Ms. Cracker and Alexis Mateo are going at it. Oh, Ms. Cracker is just going at it because this week was a rough week, too. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. All right. So, what is today's podcast dedicated to, Lejeune? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna tell you. I had a whole different dedication, but after that interview with Alyssa, I want to dedicate this episode to a little something that Miss Alyssa said to Ooh. us. And you know, Alyssa said that she's good with winning and with losing. The whole yeah. vibe, the whole energy of the interview was great. But one thing that she said that really resonated and I think is really important was she said, I'm living in my purpose. And yeah. that is so important. And I just want us all to sort of strive for that and to do our best to live in our purpose and be true to our authentic self and who oh. we see, how we see ourselves in the world and to bring that and share that with the world. So shout out to Miss Alyssa. Alyssa. I dedicate this episode to wow, your Wow, that words. was nice of you. No, I was moved. I told you. I wasn't playing when I was like, this was therapeutic for me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I got that vibe. I was like, ooh, June is loving this. <laughs> but that's good. I love a good yeah. vibe. Uh, we love a good vibe. <laughs> so that is a wrap on episode 60 of VH100. Yes. Don't forget this Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have new episodes of Wild and Out starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, I say this all the time. Please make sure to subscribe, comment on iTunes, and remember to spread the word. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, be sure to follow the official Instagram pages for at VH1, at Family Hustle, at To Catch a Beautician, and at RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm, and I am at Easy Manoli. That's Easy M A N O L I. That's right. And this is my month, and I'm at I M L A June, like the month. Holla. So humbly so. This month, this month. <laughs> Listen, there's something in a name, you know. I I see that. This is my month. So <laughs> make sure you're listening to us and keep it one hundred. VH one hundred is brought to you by VH one and Revolver Podcasts.